Welcome back to Rotten Rewind, a podcast where we unwrap movies that underperformed amongst critics and re-gift them to you, our dedicated listeners. If a film falls below the 60% threshold on RottenTomatoes.com, it's worthy of our attention. I am Courtney Bronto. And I'm Max Rue. And this week we're welcoming you to our Rotten Holiday series and reviewing two freezing cold Christmas heist films from the early 2000s, both of which have impressively inept heroes, best friends who betray, and hot women who aren't what they seem. We'll be discussing <laughs> John Frankenheimer's 2000 Ben Affleck vehicle, Reindeer Games, before turning to the 2005's repairing, repairing, not repairing. <laughs> sort of repairing. Yeah. Uh, repairing <laughs> of John Guzak and Billy Bob Thornton after their mega hit. P- pushing 10, <laughs> which we randomly talked about last time. <laughs> weird. Uh, so weird. This is the most coverage pushing 10 has gotten in 20 years. Um, so <laughs> the ice harvest directed by Harold Ramis randomly. Yeah, <laughs> but more importantly, uh, my Christmas wish came true because we're joined again by Kelsey Holmes so we can unpause our ongoing conversation of which leading men pull their Santa beard to the side and eat pussy the best. Welcome back, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. <laughs> I really missed you a couple weeks ago. When- Thank you for coming well, back. back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so ready to continue this conversation. I think there's a lot of guys today on the podcast that yeah. are, are some serious contenders. Yeah, and there's we mentioned Billy Bob before is like the kind of all right. Yeah. right. We He's did. Not, I guess we should talk about my wing Ben Affleck. Oh god, I know oh, <laughs> he Max really like you like Ben Affleck so much that when we started to be friends, I was like met on him. No, I was more than I was like in the negative on him. And you've brought him back up a little bit to where I will Google <laughs> photos of his back and him looking sad now. Like I, I weirdly root He's for my him. Sad and king, it's your man. Fault. I love. I, you <laughs> it's know, your I've, fault. I've been defending Ben Affleck for about twenty five years now since I was a little boy. Wow, really? No, no. Wow. I mean, since I've always liked Ben Affleck, though. I've always been a fan. I couldn't tell you why. I just even as a kid, I think <laughs> I came of age at a time when Kevin Smith movies were popular for young sure, boys. So like yeah, sure. I adored all those movies, especially Chasing Amy, which I think is still probably his best movie, but I haven't watched it in a while. So I don't know how the like sexual politics hold up. I think poorly. I think I would just stand up for Mallrats the most because it's so it's like such a trifle that like yeah. whatever. I feel like I have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for clerks. Yeah. Because yeah, I like totally. I worked at a movie store and so Same. I just yeah. and so I just feel like I don't know a little bit of kinship with that as well. Yeah, Randall's great. He's a great character. Dante, not as much, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a soft spot for him for a while. I mean, at this point, Kevin Smith is just like I feel like in a fucking days of just bong rips and making some really great legendary tweets. That's true. How he's been poning his wife, like his wife's pussy. What did he say? He's like. Pussy brown taint area or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you should look at it. It's crazy, it's and he incredible. never deleted it. It is like a legendary tweet, and so every he year it's great. on the anniversary, people <laughs> tweet it, and they're like, "Happy anniversary to this gem." Yeah, it's like one of the best tweets. Ever. Committed. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, he's someone's father. He's a girl's father. <laughs> yeah, now he Harley casts, Quinn. He, that's right. He casts her. No, he's now like yeah. yoga hosers. I saw Tusk, which was one of the most unfortunate experiences I've ever had in a movie theater. <laughs> um, but he seems like a really nice guy. Like I love hearing him talk. I think he's a great like Kevin Smith or Justin yeah. Long. Ju- uh, well, Kevin Smith, but Justin okay. Long seems like a nice guy. Yeah, that's what I think too. I'm like, fuck. I kind of <laughs> think Justin Long seems cool, and I hate that. But yeah. Justin 
Long's a good actor. Yeah, I feel like if you like saw him on the street and you're like, hey, Justin Long, he'd be like, hey, what's up? Like he wouldn't be yeah, rude yeah. or anything. Thanks I feel for like recognizing he didn't... me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I feel like he'd like engage maybe. Yeah. I, I agree, yeah, 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 he's, he's just chill. Does he eat pussy though? That's the, that's the Oh yeah, I, I, I think have he does. to think that he eats pussy. I think he does, yeah. I think he does. Kevin Smith obviously does, he tweets yeah. about it. Kevin Smith has been <laughs> eating pussy. <laughs> He's been poning pussy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His wife's. But back to Ben Affleck, <laughs> Kevin Smith's muse. He really was his muse for like a while there. There's that quote in Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back that Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. And I got to agree, Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. I don't know if you've seen Phantoms. Exactly. No one saw Phantoms. <laughs> Phantoms is part of the late 90s dimension films, like kind of B catalog. It's, oh, I can picture the cover. It's like one yeah. of those green covers. <laughs> It's one of those classic Miramax 90s covers where it's all the actors like side by side Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. really dramatic and clearly like none of them look how they look in the movie kind of thing. Like how the screen poster where Skeetor has facial hair. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's one of those posters. But yeah, Phantoms is we'll cover it at some point because it's rotten. It's Ben Affleck and Rose McGowan and Liev Schreiber. So yeah, I love Ben Affleck. I've defended (laughs) him through all of his horrible um, downfalls and, and, and rises. He's kind of on the rise now. He's like dating. He's on his fourth comeback. Yeah. You know, he's on his fourth comeback. You know, he's got like a slamming hottie girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Her pussy is like the fountain of youth. Like what the fuck happened? (laughs) Like he looks great. I hate to admit it, but like. (laughs) He does. No one has had a better. I feel like I have to. Yeah, 2020 has been a yeah. nightmare, except for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is having the I best know. Year of life he really right is. now. <laughs> I know. It's it's like Just truly thriving. unfair. Like, that's how topsy-turvy this year is, is that, like, I haven't gone anywhere, and Ben Affleck looks better than he has in seven years. It's not fair. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. When Ben's happy, I know you I, are. I'm happy. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. I'm happy that you're I, happy. I think he's a good guy who just, I think he was just a bad alcoholic and a bad yeah. gambler and probably cheated on his wife a lot. He definitely did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also re- recently rewatched his Oscar speech for Argo when they won Best Picture. My dude is fucked up. He is fucked Oh, up yeah. That speech. I was watching it. Cause be. I remember at the time I was like, damn, Ben's so happy. And he's really happy. But I was watching it again and I was like, dude, he is he is like blown out of his mind. <laughs> okay, I need to watch it later. <laughs> Him and the screenwriter. The screenwriter looks like he's in hell, though. He looks like he's in like bad coke mine at that point <laughs> on stage. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's talk about reindeer games. He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to start a new life. You Ashley? I have been dreaming about that smile for so long. She was the girl of his dreams. When I get back in that room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. Welcome home, convict. Hey, sis. But between them and happiness... What do you want from me? I read your letters, convict. He knows you worked at that casino. ...stands a team of criminals who wanted to take down the state's richest casino. This is my luck. Finally meet a boy that I'm crazy about, and uh, my brother wants him worse than I do. You want to hear about some job of mine? I want some hot chocolate and some pecan pie. Let's start talking. I can really go for some onion rings. (laughs) What started out as love... Do you remember all those letters you wrote me about me and you against the whole world? We can have it all if you just give him what he wants. Could end up in murder. What do you think's gonna happen? This thing's gonna be over? He's just gonna let me go? He's gonna shoot me in the back of the head like this! Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlie Theron. In the new thriller from John Frankenheimer, Reindeer Games. 
It's the year 2000, and my man Ben Affleck is riding high. A recent Academy Award winner and certified leading man courtesy of Armageddon. Hollywood begins test driving Affleck out in romantic comedies like Forces of Nature and Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of 2000, we were gifted with two Ben Affleck movies in one wow. month. What an incredible time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> everyone was so excited. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> Following up his pseudo Alec Baldwin kind of uh, Glengarry Glen Ross cameo in Boiler Room by getting his first real starring vehicle, Affleck takes the wheel, John Frankenheimer's Reindeer Games, in which he stars as Rudy, a career car thief who's in his last week of a three year sentence behind bars, but during a food fight. <laughs> It's really weird to say. <laughs> yeah, a food yeah. fight that escalates into a jailhouse bra because there's roaches in the jello. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. That's 90% best, of my notes. Rudy's best friend, Nick, throws himself in front of a shiv meant for Rudy and dies in his arms. To repay him for his heroism, Rudy impersonates Nick <laughs> upon his release in order to bang the hottie Nick has been corresponding with via old-fashioned letters while inside. Ashley, played by... Charlize Theron. After the two fuck in a log cabin and Ashley begins buying Rudy fancy coats with her 50% off discount. <laughs> a great discount, by the way. Yeah. His conscience eats at him only slightly, but when Ashley's gunrunner brother, Monster, his name yeah. is Monster, first Same of all. Monster. <laughs> you originally put his, his, his birth name, Gabriel, but... Oh, oops. I think we You're need right. to refer to him as he is, which is Monster. Played by Gary Sinise in early 2000s new metal cosplay, uh, Rudy tries to tell Ashley the truth. It turns out Ashley let it slip that Nick, who she thinks is Rudy, previously worked at a casino before his stint in prison, and now Monster and his epically stupid crew of truckers expect Nick slash Rudy to help him and his meth head henchman rob said casino. Problem being that Rudy has no idea how the casino works since he's actually not Nick. He's Rudy. Oh, <laughs> and he goes, it goes back and forth. You never it's know so when he's confusing. Nick or Rudy. And Monster and his dumb fuck crew have never <laughs> robbed anything in their lives. <laughs> Rudy and Ashley attempt to make a run for it, but eventually Rudy comes to terms with the fact that he will probably have to try and rob this casino <laughs> dressed as Santa Claus, despite everyone he's working with is a colossal fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the expendables for just like dumb fuck criminals <laughs> i've never seen the expendables i would yeah we'll get into it but this seems like a classic holiday movie what yes. do the critics think of this baby oh well they thought it was just a big old hunk of coal and they, they gave it an aggregate score of 25 percent, which is Bummer. too harsh in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> it's like rare that we come into a movie that I think like has like such a bad reputation and then it manages to like exceed my expectation of like how stupid it is. <laughs> it's like this movie is one of the dumbest movies we have ever covered. It's incredibly it's stupid. Yeah. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> that made- <laughs> the, the thing that I found so shocking is I like watched it and then I was like, okay, let's let's just like look up a little bit of information about this. And I was like, John Frankenheimer directed John this. John Frankenheimer. I was like, oh, the yeah. man who directed Seconds. Like, are you kidding me? And also, Seconds. Yeah, the Manchurian <laughs> Candidate. Did you guys notice like they kind of abuse dutch angles in this movie oh every every this? shot in this movie is a dutch angle or a split diopter right shot. i was just like oh another it's like a brian dutch de palma angle. movie on meth right i was like oh, oh here we go like ben affleck in another dutch angle like cool like oh. it's just like whoa like this is very indicative of 2000 like it feels very 
steeped in the year 2000 to me. Yeah. And so many things happen that are supposed to like pull the rug out from under you so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and you just I don't like, care. And you just, just don't, don't care. care. And then like the chips always seem, there's so many instances where like Ben Affleck's Rudy just like ends up being okay in a, in a scene that like he just should a hundred percent be like, dead or at least okay. like super fucked like i was like well what? i think it was yeah. so confusing for me it's like idiot james bond it was like idiot jason Bourne. it's yeah. like why like how does he know how to do all of these things how are things kind of working out for him how are the people around him remaining this stupid Whoa. I had a good time. I think this is the first movie I've ever seen that's entirely not only comprised of Dutch angles and split diopter shots, but we're pretty much the entire movie. Every single scene is the rug getting pulled out from under you and somebody having a gun pointed at their head mm -hmm. while someone just fucking monologues for like <laughs> 10 minutes. And you're like, damn, you're clearly not going to kill this person. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Like, and then like when once like something is revealed, then it almost makes like previous scenes not work anymore like it like undoes it you're like wait then that shouldn't have happened the thing that i found i don't know really confusing and like made it really fall apart for me is that like they really want to rob this casino right but <laughs> I mean, obviously, right? Apparently, I guess. But they're like, I don't know, this guy may not be who he says he is, but we're still gonna force him to do it. Yeah. Well, and I'm just like, what? Like, what? Like, truly, like you were saying, like the most absolutely boneheaded crew, because I'm like, okay, well, if he's not who he says he is, then you just like kill him or just like- No. Pick him out. They're like, no, we're gonna, like well, they're ride or die with Ben Affleck for some reason. Ben, well, listen, I get it. Cause I'm a ride or die <laughs> Affleck guy. So Listen, even if Affleck, if I was like, I don't know, this guy might not be who he says he is. I'm like, I don't know, something about him. I think we got to follow through with this. He's got well, also, I guess, like, he's probably one of the smarter ones in the crew, even if he's not the person. He's still an idiot, but by default, he's like Danny Ocean by comparison when he's with well, these guys. Right, because, yeah. like, the thing that I loved about this movie, and I realized it about 20 minutes in, I was like, okay. I was like, I've kind of been looking for a movie like this my whole life where it's just, what? A, it's an entire ensemble of morons. <laughs> I was like, everyone in this movie is either a piece of shit, a loser, or just the biggest fucking moron that's ever walked the planet. And there can or sometimes be all three of them. Yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> like, like literally, like Ben Affleck, who you're supposed to be rooting for, his boy takes a fucking shank for him in prison. He gets out of jail and he's like, I'm going to fuck the woman he's been talking to. Well, and also, even when they're, when his friend Nick is like alive, he like suggests that like he's getting catfished by the Charlize Theron character and offers to like fuck her first. Yeah, he's like, let me take her for a test ride just to make sure <laughs> let me make sure the pussy's good and then i'll get back to you he's like a massive yeah, piece of disgusting. shit and then and then the crew shows up and you're like yo these guys they're like a crew of meth head truckers led by gary C i was shocked at the way yeah gary sinise looks in this movie he looks like he's in american train spotting <laughs> Like, he looks like Trent Reznor, honestly. This yeah. is super specific, but I don't know if you remember this band. He looks like the lead singer of the band Saliva from the oh early two thousands. Oh my 2000s. god! <laughs> like I he looks like a. I was. <laughs> I didn't really look at the cast before. I mean, I saw Ben Affleck was in it, but I didn't really look at the cast before Same. watching it. And I was just like, Gary Sinise? Like, Gary I like Sinise. Hayes. 
Why? Now, Isaac Hayes only shows up to puke up Jello with roaches in it. Right. Um, oh, also the Ashton Kutcher. Oh, the Ashton cameo. cameo. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. With his facial and then, hair. There's Ooh. never been a more Donald Long or like however you say his name. Donald Logue. Yeah, that guy. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks I out. I love he Donald Logue. Me too. Me too. He's such a great character actor. And it's like, like him, I love him because he is by far the most. He was the one in the crew that I was like, okay, these guys are dumb fucks. But I was like, I think this guy's actually mentally challenged. Yeah, he's like, what? Right. <laughs> Yeah, every scene he's like, wait a right. second. What if this guy's not who he says he is? And they're like, shut the fuck up. Monster, he's not the guy. Whole time you were driving up front, he was telling her he's not the guy. He's not the guy. Now, I understand why he'd tell us he's not the guy. But why would he tell her that he's not the guy? Maybe. Maybe he's not the guy. Listen, you're the one who watched the director's cut. I, I did too. No, I did too. Okay. okay. So, I did too. Yeah, that's another thing. So we watched the director's cut and I really <laughs> director's cut is almost 30 minutes longer. So I really want to know what was missing. I looked it up and I think I found it. It didn't seem like too much. It seemed like a lot of shit that like either could have easily been removed or not. But Oh, because for me, there's like a couple big plot holes that I wonder if they're shored up in the ones that you guys like watch. What? What, which ones? <laughs> Come on. We're the experts. Okay. The fa- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him. The fact that like he actually, was there a scene where Nick in prison is talking to Rudy about this casino in never, m- greater never. detail? No, not once. Never. Absolutely. Okay. Never. Never. That's stunning. Yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs> Yep. Okay, never mind. Um, so, wow. <laughs> this wow. movie throws like 25 things at you in a scene. You're just like, wait, what? Is there a I scene just have to where, accept this. Yes. where we at all get to know that like Ben Affleck's character or some for some reason might know or is putting gasoline into the squirt gun? Yeah. Oh, he puts alcohol. There's, he puts alcohol, alcohol into alcohol. it. Oh, they don't have okay, that in the okay. regular version. Um, I don't. Yeah, Donald Logue. They're on the truck, and Donald Logue is like, "Have a drink, loser." And he like puts it in the squirt gun. Puts it in the squirt gun. Okay, I don't think that's in. And then is there a scene? I doubt it. Where it's like spoilers. They fall. Ben Affleck and Charlie Theron at some point like fall through ice. It's a recurring theme this episode. Is there a scene where she's anywhere near as fucked up as him later? Because it seems like he's a puss puss. Oh no! No, She has like hypothermia. She's like fine. So yeah, and she's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's like, my okay. This is my this is my Affleck theory about the movie. I think Ben Affleck signed on because he was like, all right, it's a leading role. Like I yeah. I gotta just kind of do it. Ben Affleck has a thing about him that I think it's perceived as smug because it's an incredibly smug performance. But yeah, it's perceived as smug. I would argue because it is it's smug. Super smug. So I yeah. think <laughs> Ben Affleck is really bad at pretending that he's like good in the movie that he's in if he doesn't like it, and you can tell he really oh. like the whole time I was like, you know. Honestly, Damon would have actually made this work because I think that Damon is really good at being like, no, 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 I I can be the guy that you think I am. Like he's, I think Damon's really good at just selling shit Mm -hmm. and like is not. And I, I think that what happened is that Affleck realized what movie he was in and was like, this is so stupid. And I think that he actually in certain scenes is just trolling people. Yeah. Because I think the scene where he walks in with hypothermia is like, there's no way that Ben Affleck thinks that what he's doing right now is legit. He comes in like, <laughs> like physically. Full body. He's shaking. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. you need to get this guy like a warm shower. He's not going to be able to perform this job for you because he's going to die. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like his acting in that scene is like when you pretend like you're like sleeping when you want to like fake out kids as a joke or something. Like it's yeah. like so over. I was like, what right. the fuck is happening here? And why is she fucking fine? He's. Um, 
Um, He's so horrible in that scene, but in a way where I was like, I think he knows how horrible he is right now. He also delivers certain lines. Like his narration. I think he's just like fuck it. Oh, that was interesting to me too. Like there's there's narration in the beginning and almost near the end. But no other no, voiceover. No, and yeah. it almost it. needs yeah. it. Like it could yeah. have been nice to hear him at all struggle, it, like hear a struggle or hear him say that like he understood about the casino because of things that Nick told him, or maybe like oh, some flashbacks or at least or something. Some dire. I I don't know. But so I figured that a lot of the things that I felt were missing were probably in the director's cut. But it seems like so. What did no. you get that I didn't? Basically, well, I mean, you said it's thirty minutes more, right, Max? Yeah. I think there's more scenes of him and Charlize together for sure, like to kind uh-huh. of make it feel like there's more of a like push and pull, which is incredible because in, even in the director's cut, I lost track of when Charlize actually, when she, not that it matters in the end because of the twist, but I was like, does she think he's Nick or Rudy right now? I can't I don't tell. know. Because she kind of almost plays it like this kind of wide eyed idiot too. I think she plays it stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And that I almost think works when you figure out like, I guess the biggest twist of the movie. (laughs) Because yeah, at first I was like, is Charlize really bad here? Or it's like, or can she not play someone kind of simple? And then it's like, okay, okay, okay. I was hoping that the extended footage was just just all the food fight. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really long food fight scene. It's crazy. So there's roaches in the jelly the jello and for some reason that causes a food fight they think they're being which is you know look hey if i was in jail too i'd probably be like yeah let's let's fuck some shit up i feel like they start throwing food at the like guards yeah 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 and then like riot gear cops come out like riot gear like swat is yeah, just like Swat comes in, yeah. but Isaac Hayes, I, I thought Isaac Hayes was coming back because I was like, why did Isaac Same. Hayes just show up to basically be like a mentally ill convict who is just puking up roaches? Ugh. And then, yeah, there's that that big ass dude who thinks that Ben Affleck snitched on him. And, and we don't know if he did or didn't. And like Ben Affleck's character is such a fuck. He probably that, like, did. He, he probably did. <laughs> yeah. And that's something else that I was like, I wonder if that gets stirred up because the movie seems to like want us to root for him, but also so wants us to, to think that it's he's a scumbag and because it can't decide on which like i can't do either entirely and they just end up thinking that he's fucking dumb and lucky ben affleck does everything in his power in this movie to make us not root for him and i think it's an incredible touch from him as a performer that he was (laughs) like i don't want you to care about me at all (laughs) there's no one else to really care about though right it's like No, it's no, like, I guess you know who I cared you. about because I thought this was actually one of the best touches of the movie in a genuine way is that the casino that they're robbing. I love that this guy gets out. He's a loser. He gets fucking <laughs> beat up and cornered by a crew of the ultimate losers. And then the casino they're robbing is run by an even bigger loser. Right. <laughs> the casino struggling. It's run by Dennis Farina, just one of the all time great character actors. Yeah. King. Best he's, in he's- so He's Jennifer great. Lopez's dad in Out of, Out of Sight, Sight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the opening for this movie was like heavily like being dumb out of sight. It's like Ooh, out it of feels sight like energy a, drink. Like C-level it's Elmore stu- Leonard novel <laughs> yeah. like adapted yeah. to the screen. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Like even though Dennis Farina's character is like shitty, like he's actually kind of a shithead. I'm like, you're the only one that I am even remotely endeared to. I love him. He's whole so movie, yeah. You know? Yeah. He's just like, come on, please don't fucking rob me. <laughs> yeah, when he like pulled yeah. out the Uzi, I was like, okay. Oh, that's I'm the into best this. part of the movie. I'm into this, you know. <laughs> that was the only like 
stupid Tarantino riff type of part that I think right. genuinely worked was the powwow safe when Dennis yeah. Farinas just beat the fuck up and just pulls out a bunch of Uzis and yeah. says powwow. It works once it's open, but like the way that we get to the powwow safe is so clumsy. Like how we Super had to have clumsy. like, it, because I think you're supposed to be like, oh damn, but because there's no scene or backstory of Nick, so we, of Nick telling Rudy about the powwow safe or about the casino. That's the only like, piece of information he's retained somehow from all of this. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it, okay, it's too stupid. Say. Just like he like mm-hmm. lucked into it, which it just feels like he keeps lucking into like these like near misses. That's and then Ben he- Affleck's whole life. <laughs> He's a lucky motherfucker. Just a metaphor for Ben Affleck's life. He's got nine lies, man. He keeps coming back, baby. It's so confusing. So yeah, like I think that once a powwow safe is open, it's like really fun. And I wish the movie was decided to go full cuckoo bonkers the entire time like that. Like that's when I think it was like entertaining. I enjoyed the whole high sequence. I think the high sequence was You actually, do. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like so because at that so point I was like, this is incredibly stupid. How to he doesn't know where things are and they like they kind of they do it it's like can i rob a can i rob a casino like that he kind of just well the whole movie yeah he's just winging it and yeah. he draws up some plan he's like oh you gotta do that and then they're like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> gary sinise i think his whole character Bless is just, heart. he's so insecure about like being stupid i think that he knows he's stupid and he's just like think you're better than me like the whole movie yeah he is, he is. that's his whole character i think he did a good job in the movie <laughs> Every scene, he's just like when he's like, you can see the wheels just really working in his brain. He's just like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, the only way that he can like exert power is like through brute force because he's an idiot. And so he is kind of scary because he is so dumb. Partially, you're not Nick Cast. No, man, I just shared a cell. But you were saying you were. Yeah. So you could get with my sister. Yeah. So you could get down her chimney. Yeah. And you think telling me that's going to help your cause? I have a question. I have never um, met some, I've never been to a prison, nor have I picked up someone from prison. But my question is that, is getting out of prison like um, picking up someone in the arrivals at an airport? Because this movie seems to think so. People have signs that say like their names and shit. And then they all get on a prison bus together. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. To me, it's like the people that (laughs) don't don't have people waiting with signs would get on the prison bus alone. But then there's couples making out on the prison bus. bus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a real thing. I didn't I look that up, like but that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not real. I don't think that there's like a big group release party where they're I, like, all right, yeah. letting it's go like, 40 uh, people today <laughs> get on the bus. I also love how she was like, did you see my clothes? And, and yeah, like, she's like, you thought I was a poor. Yeah. She was like, yeah, you thought I was, I was like, poor and Yeah. Stupid. Like, yeah. Oh, I see Charlize Theron. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> and like, nice. he's been in jail clothes. for how long? How yeah. long right. since he? Yeah. Charlize Theron, even She's hot, but the clothes, I don't know about it. She looks, I got to say her wardrobe actually was pretty great. That is very early 2000s, just yeah, quintessential. average chick in a small town. Yeah, like, I just, but and even in that, eyebrows. you're like, this woman's still like ridiculously hot. Every, <laughs> so every, I feel like everybody also uh, in the movie, they really want to drive home that it's Christmas. Everybody has a lot of Christmas cheer and, it, and it's making a lot of Christmas puns, yeah. like really bad Christmas puns. She's like, you better, when I come back, the only thing you better have on is a candy cane, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Like, all right. Oh, okay. Incredible. 
Yeah. Uh, this, this. Yeah. So wait, is that a hotel <laughs> that they fucking? Because 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 they just start fucking, and I'm like, whose house is it? Like, whose pad is this log into, cabin? They check into like a log cabin motel. Right. Um, but she works in the town because she got a discount at that place. Maybe. She maybe she has a bunch of roommates. Or yeah. She's like. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, she lives. Yeah. It was, I so found just when like, you really yeah. think about the twist of the movie. Oh, it doesn't work. To really think back on, like, why would you do this? (laughs) Like, who (laughs) would go to the trouble of doing all of this? (laughs) I know we're a little all over the place right now, but the movie's a little all over the place. So, okay, it's impossible to talk about linearly. No, yeah, no, but we can. I tell you, I'll tell you what scene we can talk about, which I think is actually maybe, if not missing from the cut you saw, Courtney, it's definitely from what I read, cut down is the dart scene. Oh. oh, I saw the dart scene. Okay, so apparently it's a lot longer in the director's cut. <laughs> Thankfully. Great. <laughs> Gary Sinise, after Ben Affleck has saved Charlize Theron from falling through ice and is really dying of hypothermia, just shivering. And shoots he, a gun underwater. Yeah, he can't speak. <laughs> Gary Sinise, one of the, I think one of the only things in life that his character is good at is darts. That's just one of his things. He's really prideful about it. He's like, listen, I'm a fucking idiot, but I'm good at darts. So mm-hmm. he starts torturing Ben Affleck by throwing darts um, kind of like around his head to get information. But then he reveals that he wasn't, that he was trying to hit him. So maybe he's not was that, that good a at joke? darts. I, 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 I think know. it was a joke, but also it kind of is implying that he isn't that good at darts. It's just okay. But his he's just okay. so stupid that okay. it doesn't feel like he would make <laughs> a joke about, yeah. <laughs> but then he starts actually hitting Ben Affleck with the darts. But Ben Affleck's still wearing the Letterman jacket that he stole from Ashley. And Kutcher, but the wounds that he gets are incredible. <laughs> like, oh, see, I don't know if I saw that. You would think that the guy literally was getting stabbed at close right. range. Like, he was getting darts thrown at him wearing a Leatherman jacket, and the guy is covered in stab wounds. He's what? Like, <laughs> it should so be like much. a little prick yeah. wound, you no, know? He, this guy is bleeding <laughs> profusely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Just also, like, he tries to escape so many times with like almost success that i don't know why they would like ever leave like they these guys like because they're fucking stupid (laughs) the other thing too is he goes into that truck and he's looking for a gun right so instead of you know, just hanging out in that truck and then hot wiring it because he was a right. car thief. thief. I know. He's okay, like, I you. better go back to the hotel room. Yeah, I bet. Why? <laughs> I think because you're kind of it's confused on if he wants to help Charlize or not. Right. Like right. All then he to, overhears the pool conversation, which and- is where I really wish that we were getting into another incestuous twist where I thought they really were brother and sister. And I was like, <laughs> damn, this is crazy. Once they <laughs> were in the so pool, tight. I was like, they're going to make out like, yeah, oh, same, for sure. Same. I was like, they're going to make out. Yeah. But, As we know, pool making yeah. out scenes like normal, normal <laughs> shit for this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just that they are actually So Gary Sinise and Charlie Stern are revealed to actually be lovers who are setting Nick up. She was writing letters to him because she knew he worked at this casino. And so the whole thing is a setup, but but it's kind of still implied that they're brother and sister for half the scene, sort of. And then they start making out because it seems like Affleck, by the look on his face, it seems like he maybe still thinks they're brother and sister and is like, what the fuck is right. going on? Right. It's too con- I think they should have remained because brother Because he's like, sister. I agree. I think that would have spiced this movie up even. I agree. So I guess in the reality of the movie, they know the whole time that 
Rudy isn't Nick. So it makes a little more sense of like why they're so stupid of like to keep trusting him or she. I Yeah, for or her. I, okay, anyway. But he's like, so wait. <laughs> well, so no, you because were, the crew doesn't think The crew that. doesn't The crew know. is still confused. Just Charlize. No, so th- that that it was also confusing. It's like Poor he has like, he's told <laughs> them the truth so many times that like, no, he's not really this guy. And then he takes it back so many times. It's so confusing. It's really confusing. Which yeah, I, I was like, I was like is he purposely like, trying they... to confuse them? Because <laughs> yeah, they're so no. stupid. Wait a second. Is he or isn't he? They're so dumb. It was so hard to, to, yeah, it was so hard to be on the right page. They're like the opposite of the crew in Heat. They're like, they think they're the crew in Heat. (laughs) That's what I think is funny about this movie is that it's actually strangely realistic in how it's portraying these criminals because that probably is how stupid these fucking guys would be. They're probably just these like bumfuck truckers who are like, we go rob a casino. (laughs) Well, also like they're they're super discreet getaway (laughs) vehicle. Oh, the truck? A a truck with like the fucking- Flavor Town flames on it. Yeah, they're riding around in this truck, which they've somehow concocted to be like some James Bond shit going on. And they're like, yeah, these fucking morons the, did was, not do that this. That was the limit, I think, of their genius planning. They're like, we're going to make this sick ass like truck command center for our crimes. But the actual crimes, complete buffoonery. Like, I think absolutely. it was Donald Logue. I think Donald <laughs> yeah. Logue did it all for them. And he's like... He never gets any respect. He's like, I built this whole thing for us. Like, I put the gun shelf up. You guys don't you know? care yeah. about my work. <laughs> you don't respect my art. <laughs> it's the story of your life, Ash. You fucked the wrong guy. You fucking I, bastard! I, 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 no! God damn it! You're gonna be spending Christmas with the birthday boy himself. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There is a powwow safe, all right? There is a powwow safe. I did time with Nick Cassidy, right? Some shit he told me, some shit I remember. He told me is that the manager keeps a secret stash in his office, a powwow safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is no safe. No, he, he told me. I, he said it one time. No just one time. I overheard it. There is a powwow He's safe. He's telling us from day one there's no safe. There's a powwow safe. I heard it. Then where the fuck is it? Behind the liquor cabinet. We should talk about John Frankenheimer for a second, because John Frankenheimer, one of the best action directors ever. But like, obviously, this is this is his last theatrical movie before he dies. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a way to go out. Fucking banger, man. Bless you, John. (laughs) But before this, he has a weird kind of period. He does Island of Dr. Moreau, which is like a notorious bomb that he stepped into to direct. And then he does Ronin, which is like pretty rad. Just some of the best car chases and like a very also like complex, you know, rug getting pulled out from under you kind of twisty thriller that's done well and then he does this and i think the problem i think at this point he might just be like such a fucking like mechanical director that like Mm -hmm. because the action's well done it's not that it's poorly done like i think he actually salvages the movie in a way that nobody that that like another director might not have been able to because i think he does enough like kind of visual trickery (laughs) with like the dutch angles and all this crazy shit and some solid enough action that you can be like okay I can at least have fun watching this because I think someone else might have just made it just really boring. But this is so ludicrous that I feel like he kind of amps it up in that way. Yeah, like it doesn't feel flat. It's like kind of glossy. It's like kind of glossy and it it, it feels good in that way. But it just goes to show that like no director can save like absolutely atrocious writing. No. And this was Aaron Kruger. (laughs) Aaron Kruger, the same year he steps in to write Scream 3. It was the only one that Kevin Williamson didn't write. So Aaron Kruger wrote Scream 3. He wrote Red Eye, which I thought is good. I love Red Eye. Great Wes Craven movie. I just Um, think that maybe John Frankenheimer can't do movies about dumb people. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> like like part like, like Manchurian Candidate is a movie that like I really love, and like part of its charm is that like you know everyone in it like knows exactly what to do, and like that's yeah. like the spooky part. And it's just like this movie, a heist movie about a bunch of idiots and like one lucky motherfucker. It's like yeah, it's like the thing about it's- Manchurian <laughs> Candidate is like he doesn't get lucky; he has to like find his way to the truth. And like watching this guy just kind of be like, "Whoop, I made it out again." There's like something just like Whoa. so not <laughs> thrilling about that. Yeah, it I becomes- thought I was dumb, but these guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it it yeah. like becomes a little bit slapstick after a while. It does. I yeah. think. Yeah, you know? at some point oh, yeah. it feels yeah, it feels like it's in on the joke where you're like, "Okay, yeah, whatever. I bet this will happen four more times. It'll get out of right, it." Right. And then once when the big the when the powwow safe is open then i was like yeah sure i like at that point i surrendered to it and then like at the very 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 ending which you can talk about that twist too then i was like yeah sure why not <laughs> honestly think this is like it's a coen brothers movie taken seriously because it is just a bunch of idiots yeah, trying was, to pull off a crime i was gonna say that like it feels it, it feels like it's trying to maybe sort of be like a little bit like fargo but no one you're endeared to no one in it like there's yeah. a lot of endearing characters in fargo even the people who maybe are doing really terrible shit but i'm these people are such caricatures of of the type of people they're supposed to be it's just so hard because you're like yeah. every everybody in this is a fucking cartoon character it's especially just so hard charlise to yeah i think we need a it's just brothers like... remake with with george clooney as the athlete <laughs> it's just a scumbag who gets <laughs> <Yeah>. out of jail <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he would do that well. Yeah, with his burn after reading well. uh, gold chain around his neck. <laughs> right. Who's Gary Sinise? There know, has to be. But Buscemi is somewhere. Bush- Buscemi's somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Buscemi's somewhere. Maybe he's the the cellmate or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, Buscemi's the Donald Logue, I think. I, I like him as a cellmate because <laughs> if he comes back at the end and he's got yeah his that's why yeah exactly that's why. I think because I yeah. think there's something about Machemi that can like he's like so cute in the way that like poor helpless animals are cute but they could like also be poisonous like I think that, yeah like, I really love his face but the thing about Charlize's character is that she's motivated by nothing like her motivation Truly. is that like she's evil. Yeah, she just wants some money and she wants to fuck everyone over. It would be easier for her to just be an actual prostitute at that point, though, because she's already having to fuck to, like... Yeah, she's got to fuck a lot of She has to fuck a lot of people, at least two, to, to, like, put things in position that, like, I'm sorry could have just fallen apart anyway. Like she has to try really, really hard and like put the most effort and time into each one of these like setups. And it's like, at that point, just get a job. Or wait, does she have, <laughs> did, did, did she also have to work at that department store? See, I was wondering about was that. I was like, is she yeah. off? I'm like, she's off during the holidays at the department store? Unbelievable. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm working at perfume counter on Christmas Eve, okay? I know. There's you so many retail. <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many things specifically about the way that her, like, the details of her character are written that I was like, what? And I don't like to be one of those people that just, like, like likes to find, like, little plot holes. But with, like, this movie, it's impossible. This movie kind of wears They are, like, holes. This movie is a plot black hole. Yeah. yeah. This whole movie. So then what happens, like, can we talk about the very ending? So they, like, get away with 
the heist. They're in their flavor town van. Um, <laughs> well, this is after like a bunch of people have died. Yeah, yeah. Donald yeah, Logue yeah. opens up a but door. But not our three main people, not Gary Sinise. No, Donald uh, Logue, of course, yeah. gets blown away. Trejo gets shot by the powwow machine gun from Dennis Farina. And then, of course, the best death is Affleck squirting his rum gun at Clarence Williams as Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that his name? No his, his character's name is Merlin. Donald Logue. I is, really is, did not even catch them. <laughs> I didn't catch their names, but Clarence William is Merlin. Donald Logue is Pug, and Danny Drejo is Jumpy. What? Yeah. Oh, got it. I, I never hear those names even said. You They're like the trashy seven dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> so then Merlin. So Merlin and Rudy have been having this the major beef the whole time. Merlin's like, he's the guy in the crew who's like, I don't trust this idiot. <laughs> But yeah. I can't put my finger on it. That's it. Except that Ben Affleck has literally been telling them, "Don't why trust they- me." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, hmm. yeah, and then <laughs> so he goes. He so they're they're face to face, and Merlin's like, "Well, I'm gonna finally kill you. I get to do what I finally get to do." But of and course, he talks like, forever. He, he talks forever, like in every scene where someone has a gun, they talk forever. Got a monologue and, about it. Yeah, yeah. So Merlin is like, "You know what? Before I do this, though, I gotta have a cigarette." So of course, he lights a yeah. cigarette, which is only so that Affleck can squirt his rum gun at the flame of the lighter, which just perfectly hits it in order to cause the cigarette to blow up in Merlin's face, causing him to immediately burst into flames. Immediately. That's why I thought it was gasoline. Yeah. Go. Because I was like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I, I would not like, be surprised that, if that guy was like, drinking like, gasoline. Yeah. That's kind of um, really confusing for viewers who did not see the director's cut because they would have been like, I thought that was just water. No. If that scene is not in the Listen, regular Listen, I could have blacked out for a second. <laughs> yeah, so he does that and then the guy goes out the window, lands on a car. <laughs> Just an incredible death. Is he like decapitated? Yeah, he looks decapitated. Like when they show his body, it looks like he somehow was like decapitated by the windshield or something. I thought, yeah, I thought that maybe his head fell into the windshield Mm. head on. Okay. Uh, Oh, I see. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. The cigarette blew up his head. It, it made a oh, explode, gotcha. uh, which God. would have been, at that point, you might as well have just blown his head up. But True. Right. yeah, so then they get to, they take the truck out to like the edge of a cliff conveniently where <laughs> yeah. like a major cliff. Wait, how many cliffs are There's in Michigan? There's a lot Michigan? of cliffs. Really? Michigan. No, I don't know. Oh, but I thought you meant in the, yeah. No, no, in Michigan. I'm like, is it? Because like when they show the ravine, I'm like, this looks like the fucking Rocky Mountains. I'm like, yeah. I, I thought Michigan's pretty flat. Like I, that, I don't know. Not to nitpick, I, 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 you know. I, I, but I, I, and it has I to be so within driving too. distance of a casino. Too. Well, right. Also, yeah. And I love that they're all so excited about this one casino that is clearly a shithole. Yeah, it's a shitty casino. Like, the, I mean, I do for like shitty that. Like you, criminals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can anyone explain the twist? They so just about everyone besides like the three main players are croaked. They are they're dead, super dead. And Rest then Dennis Ben Affleck. They're about ready to kill Ben Affleck, Char- Ashley, and Charlize and Monster, Monster and Monster, and <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they and they like good, make out with like. The gro- like one of the grossest makeouts, just like, like, like it is disgusting. <laughs> like, um, can you just shoot me, please? I don't want to watch this any longer. Lets it slip that she knows that Nick got shivved 
for Rudy. And Rudy's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't tell you that. that. And then well, she's like, on. I mean, and then she and then she's like, I mean, I just assumed so. And then but he just said he just died. He didn't say like he was murdered. So that's why right. he's like So so then it's like suspicious. And for some reason this dumb piece of shit is will is like able to put it together. Wait, no, he's not able to get put together. What happens is Charlize then like out of the fucking goddamn thin blue air just kills her boyfriend. Kills well no, you monster. see the gears grinding once again in Monster's yeah. head. He's kind of like, wait, am I getting double crossed again? <laughs> <laughs> like you see him really trying to work it but out. But it also seems like Charlize doesn't know if she is gonna kill him then or like wait. Yeah. Homeboy's like yeah. around the corner probably know, shivering his ass off just waiting. Come on, get through that yeah. monologue, so baby. Then, Let's go. Then it yeah. <laughs> then it turns out that Nick isn't actually dead. That he set up the whole shivving and put a blood packet in his mouth. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I have so many questions revolving around that plot point that we can get into in a second. So then she kills Monster and then there's like enough time for then like another eruption of violence and a fight, to, like a showdown to happen. Charlize is, oh, Ben Affleck hot wires a car that they're about ready to drop into the... Which he has enough time to do because Nick is doing an entire monologue about like, like, like a bike, like a bike. <laughs> Yeah. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> um, and Charlize goes off the cliff uh, screaming along with like the semi, which I will say like, that's great. That's a really difficult moment. Like, no, it was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because like my fear at the point that like it made her just like such a bottomless villain like was that like in any way they were going to try to make her character like likable at the very very end because right. it can't try to hot rehab girl. Her. and i was like yeah. eh, at least it fucking kills a hot girl and then nick begs rudy to like save him and then he doesn't that and then it ends first of all the movie ends with ben affleck putting money from the robbery into random strangers mailboxes and then he goes to his family house they're probably wondering oh where god he's been it's since so he got bad out of jail. it's so bad I he goes forgot. to his family house covered in blood dressed as <laughs> and just dirty as hell dinner, and they're like wow how's it been how you doing they're not like hey rudy you do you okay? want to take a shower do you want yeah. different clothing no. what happened we expected you days ago the end is so corny it doesn't really fit the mood of the rest of the movie that is kind of like fuck her like fuck him everyone's stupid at the end it's just like a close-up of him eating and christmas smiling. Dinner. yeah and it and ends just with like a, loving it ends the with holidays a piece of score that i think was accidentally put into the movie really i don't know but it makes no sense it's basically like a score that would end miracle on 34th street right yeah and it's so sincere it is so sincere. it just cuts the credits it's directed by john frankenheimer and you have this cheesy holiday score and i was like did john frankenheimer know this suck too was he like <laughs> yeah fuck it i don't care <laughs> i'm gonna <It's> die <laughs> ludicrous but going back to like the twist on top of a twist that doesn't make sense because okay so if, if if nick doesn't die in prison like it's not like the like the the nurses or guards who took him out would just he wouldn't get to be put in like a they they're cellmates this guy's wearing they would fake drop blood. him back off in his room and yeah. paid him yeah. off apparently yeah being on the ruse i suppose it's just it's, it just seems like so other, much wait. trouble to go through it seems all so like so much trouble and the other thing i don't get is that like so the whole time gary sinise and his crew are like oh well you know this is the map we drew of the casino and shit and like nick slash rudy gets it wrong so if charlie theron's character is actually in contact with nick who is still alive right she be wanting to get information 
information from him so that the heist could be maybe a little bit smoother. Like it just doesn't connect. The premise of the movie also, or like the twist on the twist also, it makes Charlize Theron's character have to date Gary Sinise for like years. Right. Or, like, that is she's deep in the cover. She's like, I'm gonna date this fucking loser and for real, work she at should a, like, just be a prostitute. Store. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's in love with her. Yeah. Like that like You betray he, me. <laughs> he loves her. Yeah. Important question. I'm sorry. Of course. But important yeah. question. Does Ben Affleck eat pussy? I think he fucking must. I think he does, but he has fallen asleep before. Oh, he's definitely yeah, fallen asleep. Definitely. <laughs> what about what about <laughs> Gary? Gary, no. I kind of am like, I don't think Gary Sinise does eat yeah. pussy. I think Gary no? Sinise is a pussy. I think Gary Yeah, Sinise. like I think he's like, I think he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm reading Steinbeck. You know what I mean? Like I think he thinks he's too smart to act. More like I think he's reading Bill O'Reilly these days, but Oh geez. really? Oh yeah, he's like is a hardcore like Republican. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I did not know that. Ashley slash Charlize's character arc in this movie like it's like a Russian nesting doll of like more and more unfuckable men it's like if you were pen palling listen like Ben Affleck is not really my type but if you were like pen palling with a fucking inmate and he came out and looked like Ben Affleck you'd be like sick yeah you'd be like fucking jackpot this guy's hot enough to still cheat on me someday hot (laughs) (laughs) and then you and then, you see and the then r- like, and then it's like, okay, she's fucking Gary Sinise. And then this fucking Nick, no famous guy. I was like, what the yeah. fuck James is happening? Six months of telling you Tomahawk stories. Guess now you know why. That's all we needed you to do. You said some nice things about me, man. Appreciate it. You know what? You're right. I do love her. And she... She loves me. You had that part right all along. So yeah, 25%. It feels like a 25%er. It does. It really deeply feels that way. Starting with Roger Ebert, the first all-talking killer picture. After the setup, it consists mostly of characters explaining their actions to one another. I wish I'd had a stopwatch to clock how many minutes are spent while one character holds a gun to another character's head and gabs. I mean, that's probably half the movie, if not more. Paul Clinton of CNN said, a pileup of impossible to believe situations that just keep getting worse with every line uttered by anyone who happens to be on screen. <laughs> Charles Taylor of Salon said there isn't a scene that's not an insult to the eyes. <laughs> oh my god. That Ouchie. is pretty mean. Christopher Brandon of TNT's Rough Cut said a contrived, cliche-riddled yawner that's got nothing going for it other than a tasty sex scene and an exploding truck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I will I mean, say the truck explosion was good. Bob, it was pretty good. Yeah. And I gotta yeah. say, Affleck really was fucking her like he just got out of a three year sentence in jail. Yeah. He was sucking titties and he was going for it. Michael Wilmington of Chicago Tribune said it's a heist without a plan, a crime without a brain, a thriller without a decent script. Oh, wow. I mean, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Gemma Files of Film.com said it just vanishes from between your ears like cotton candy in a tropical rainstorm, leaving nothing but a slightly sickly aftertaste. Wow. But one positive review. Elvis Mitchell liked this movie. Sweet. Elvis Mitchell, the New York Times, said narratively, the movie is similar to a casino game. You're not sure where you are, and the house has the advantage. <laughs> but that's a positive review. <laughs> Listen, All right. I don't know where I was. Some behind the scenes. This movie was made for $42 million Holy and it made $32 million. Um, audiences gave it a C minus cinema score. Wow. One of my favorite casting 
what ifs on this one. Can you guess who was supposed to play Donald Logue's part? Ooh. Oh, Tarantino. No. Vin Diesel. Wow. Really? Yeah. So this was when Vin Diesel was coming off like Saving Private Ryan. Right. And Pitch Black. He did Pitch Black and Boiler Room. This is a big year for him. Boiler Room, which he's actually randomly very good in. He dropped out of this because he was offered The Fast and the Furious. Good for that, him. Yeah, like you really imagine good for what him. Like we not, if Vin Diesel no, did we might not be games saying... over Fast and the Furious. Yeah, like we might <laughs> not probably even know himself. who the fuck Vin Diesel is now. You know. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for him. I'm I'm proud of him for that. Yeah. Vin. Really, really good choice. Really saved his career there. He dodged you know a what? bullet. Yeah. You know what? Good for Donald Logue. He got a check out of it. Um, oh yeah this is a perfect donald Logue guy for you role it really is love that guy this was something i did not know and is very weird at the time of shooting gary sinise was romantically involved with charlize theron weird whoa weird girl what are you doing girl look why ben affleck was nominated for a teen choice award for best actor for this movie (laughs) (laughs) i hope he showed up to get his surfboard award yeah um (laughs) thanks i was blacked out drunk the whole time (laughs) Um, in a 2007 interview with esquire charlie theron said that she considered this movie as the worst film she ever made saying that reindeer games was not a good movie but i did it because i love john frankenheimer i wasn't lying to myself that's why i did it well at least she knows. You know. Yeah. Hey. Good, I get good it. reason to, you know. Who's the MVP of Reindeer Games? Oof. Me, Jesus. I gotta You're say, say, it's gotta be Ben Affleck, right? I can't. It's gotta be. I think Ben knows where he's at. I, I think don't Ben know. was like, he knows. He knew the whole time what it was. What it was. You know. He, the ultimate twist was that Ben Affleck knew. <laughs> he accepted. He accepted it. I think. Yeah, know. well, he you also was like a Miramax guy. He was like the right. prince of Miramax. Yeah, so he was right. probably like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do this for you. Sure, why not? I'm going to give it to Donald right. Logue. <laughs> I mean, Donald Logue is. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go that. You'll have chances for me to pick Ben Affleck again someday. I also, I'm just going to see how, <laughs> how, how many movies I can hold out. Final rating on Reindeer Games. I think we're all going to pick the same thing. Masterpiece. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> train wreck. It's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. It's, I think it's a future cult classic. It's I think a, this oh is shit. a future holiday classic. I, I think that might probably right. Wreck. Yeah, it's a it's a semi explosion wreck. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's barely coherent. I will see it again. <laughs> yeah, I think the way you want to watch this every you want to watch Sweet November every Thanksgiving with your kids. I'm going to show my kids Reindeer Games. <laughs> it's, 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 this is it's a wonderful life for my family. I, I feel like it could be made very easily into a drinking game. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, it yeah. could be yeah. made, like, it, it, the... Every time there's a split diopter shot. <laughs> right. Every Take time you're confused when... over who Ben Affleck is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a shot. You're going to be drunk, especially if you watch the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had been. All right. Should we move on to the ice harvest? Please. Do it. This is Charlie Arglis, the most talented mob lawyer in all of Kansas. Did I mention to you that I really wish you wouldn't do that? Yeah. If you are what you do and you never do anything, then you know, what are you? Our finest gifts we bring for How much? $2,147,000. Anybody but a lawyer would consider the consequences. Does this mean you're rich, Charlie? Because if you are, we could run away together. It is a thought. Leaving Wichita? Damn right it's a thought. I should be home in Kansas City watching my kids open their Christmas presents. Now I gotta waste the whole day looking for that nitwit. They got 
guy you thought might be looking for you? He is. Just act normal for a few hours and we're home free. You don't have any bullets for this, do you? Everybody has regrets. You're in love with me. I've always liked you. You ever notice how weird people get this time of year? It's Christmas. Everybody's nice on Christmas. Only morons are nice at Christmas. Like we mentioned earlier, The Ice Harvest repairs the stars of one of my dad's favorite movies of all time, Pushing Tin, and delivers the drunk <laughs> holiday movie only my dad had been asking for. John Cusack's Charlie is another John Cusack character with a questionable moral compass, but impeccable taste in trench coats. He and his buddy, Vic, played by Billy Bob Thornton, have skimmed a small fortune from a local mob boss played by Randy Quaid, who Charlie represents legally. Yeah. All these men have to do is stay chill for one night, which is Christmas Eve, until they can flee from their former families and drab wise but charlie can't seem to keep his cool and instead gives off the vibe of a dude who just stole millions of dollars instead of just holding up at home charlie goes on a tour of the town's titty bars drinking and driving the entire way (laughs) charlie has enough wherewithal to try and score some sweet holiday pussy by attempting to retrieve incriminating photos of his beloved stripper renata played by connie nielsen from a modster who is keeping them to bribe a local politician Somewhere during the whiskey-soaked joyride, Charlie encounters his even drunker friend Pete, played by Oliver Platt, in his third appearance on this podcast. And I don't know, then we fucking see what happens. This movie is, um, it's not wild. It's just... It's very somber. Weird. Yeah. It's like if you did an After Hours type movie, but you were on Xanax. Yeah, I feel like it's trying really hard to be like a modern noir type It is. But it doesn't really quite get there. But I feel like it's really trying to. It is trying. To strike that. But also be funny. Yeah. 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 What's what's the uh, the score on this one? 47%. So a lot higher than Reindeer (laughs) Games. You can feel it. Feels like I know that you and Ben are homies. I have, I think, like a lot of people, a huge soft spot for John Cusack. I will kind of watch, I won't watch the movie that he's Edgar Allan Poe, but who fucking knows? Maybe I will. I don't know. My life is shit. (laughs) Raven. (laughs) Yeah. But I like the guy. So, so kind of like on their openings, I immediately was like yucky to reindeer games and upon their openings like just like being around john cusack i i like that feeling so i was like more endeared to this one immediately but it has just kind of go not nowhere but it's just a kind of like it's kind of stuck in neutral it's a slog yeah and and him and billy bob don't get that many scenes together and i think like what my what my dad likes about pushing tin (laughs) (laughs) harold come on you didn't watch pushing tin chemistry and they're kind of both like blah here and like neither one of them are doing a bad job I think they're both good like I think that if this movie didn't have John Cusack it would be even more dead on arrival but because he is like so likable and like rootable you're like okay yeah 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 and then once it gets to like certain parts you're like well I don't fucking care what happens to this motherfucker it feels like the scenes where they could have been building on the Billy Bob John Cusack chemistry they kind of replaced that with like him caring his drunken friend around and like driving him around to the bar so he could harass some girl and like you know what I mean like that could have been an area where they could have added more scenes with them together in that one of the worst Oliver Platt characters that we have seen he's yeah yeah Awful. oliver black can be good but he really just um this he, movie made he's me in think a much that wackier I hate him. movie <laughs> 
he's he's in, in hot, hot tub time machine. Yeah, John Cusack even on his worst day has a pretty kind of effortless charm and charisma about him. I agree. Yeah. And Connie Nielsen's good too. It's just like there's something just kind of flat about the entire movie. Like there were there would even be some shots that were like clearly pretty. Like I think this movie has some like when someone's on a payphone, like some things look really good in this movie, but the script itself, like I don't care enough because it doesn't have like enough momentum around yeah. what's happening because I, I think that you're right max that it wants to be something like after hours because we're on like a mm. a very short time frame but there's no sense of like you feeling rushed partially because for most of his performance <laughs> fucking billy bob thornton is just at a fancy restaurant on his cell phone which is right. just like not exciting and it's like with john cusack's <laughs> character you're like buddy just go home yeah yeah that's the other yeah. thing it's like he doesn't have to be out it would be one thing if like his character for some reason had to drop in like maybe he does the money drop or something like i don't know think of fucking right. one thing that someone would have to check in on all these titty bars slash yeah there's also a lot of titty the, bars, the titty bars are called the sweet cage is name uh, is one of the names of the titty bar there's one named the velvet touch and there's another one called the teasorama um i feel like so much the writers like creative efforts went into the namings of the strip clubs and then yeah. he was like bah, don't care anymore <laughs> the fun yeah, part's done i've expended my energy yeah. <laughs> it's already getting out of me well it's crazy too because it's so it's based on a book and which apparently what? the author was so it's based yeah. on a book that apparently the author what? was so prideful of that he said I thought it was unfilmable and Harold proved me wrong buddy there's Lord. nothing unfilmable about this it's just, it's a classic neo-noir setup yeah this is basically like after hours is a neo-noir but like it it just has no pulse at all John Cusack like for being kind of weird looking I find him very fuckable Kelsey does he eat pussy I think he probably does me too I think he okay. probably does yeah no I think he I think he's down does. for the cause I'm I think sure he really does is. anymore. He maybe has retired from pussy eating at this point, but I think, you know, maybe like from 18 to, hours. Yeah, yeah, like to maybe his 18 40s. to high fidelity. Totally. Totally yes. pussy, like Say prime pussy high eating fidelity. years. Yeah. Yeah. Prime yeah. pussy eating years for John Cusack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> I agree with you, but he is just like taking a drunken christmas eve tour of these titty bars for no reason there's no point for him to be doing that it would just be like go home and masturbate you fuck right and like, like with with kind of you know the after hours comparison it's not like he's stuck like it's not like he's trying to like get home desperately and he can't he's just doing this of his own accord and even the cop is like hey buddy um maybe you should, you should go, go home. home yeah like maybe you should go home why not harold ramus vacation groundhog day multiplicity mm. Mm. oh is that his best movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just think that'd be a, oh, a cool hot take for me to have. As, as, <laughs> as great as 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 25 Michael Keaton's in a movie sound, it's not a good movie. Love Michael I, Keaton. I honestly movie. wonder if that's the one that like I might enjoy watching the most. We should totally do multiplicity. At some yeah, point. Kelsey, we can we can figure out how many of the Michael Keaton deep pussy. <laughs> oh, I, I think every sounds Michael like a Keaton, treat. I think every what, Michael what, Keaton what's is a pussy king. Oh, it's got to be low. And, but then he does he does analyze this and analyze that. I didn't realize how many things. Oh, he did. wait, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. And wow. then he did Bedazzled remake with Ooh, um, that you kind of like. I don't think it's horrible. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, multiplicity has a forty three percent. Okay, great. Yeah, great. cool. Uh, Axe <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I remember, so I saw it when it came out in theaters. I, I remember going to see it because it came out around Thanksgiving. I remember wanting to see 
it because it had like kind of a it had a trailer that made it look like a droll low-key good dark comedy i kind of felt the same way as i did then i was obviously a lot younger than i was just like man like there's a there's a actually i would say like there's a really kind of low-key like maybe cult movie in here with the right yeah because it just it yeah it has no pulse it's like harold ramus doesn't know what to do with the material and like cusack looks that's what it feels forward. like billy bob is like okay i you know sure i guess I can i'm here this. yeah i'm showing um, up as i guess <laughs> connie nielsen's doing a great job of being just a classic femme hot. first of all we have to have it. she is so fucking hot in this movie fine like Fine. Yeah, you know that she's like a stripper with like a little a little something more going on because she wears a blazer over her camisole. <laughs> Wait, is she, the, is she a stripper or is she the manager? I thought she was the club owner. I thought she I was, thought the, she owner was both. the manager. Maybe she okay, was a stripper. She was I, both. I feel okay. like she's like stripper turned club manager. You okay. know what so I mean? So she was like a host who became a, a server and now right, she's the manager. Right, like, because <laughs> like I, I feel bad saying this, but this is probably kind of true in the stripper community but like she's a little too old to be a stripper in this movie she looks yeah, so like, good i, I mean i'm not a town that has the most strip clubs oh that's per true capita that's true and i think that there's like a bigger range of everything right. than you would imagine like there's a place for you everywhere out here i'm sorry that it's corona max i could have taken you otherwise but there is a strip club out by the airport called the pitiful princess that's like wow. kind of all strippers with like one weird thing about them like one has like a slight extended tailbone so she kind of looks like she has a tail there's just a little bit of everything Whoa. you know what i mean like i think that connie nielsen looks like someone who could who could strip on the a stage on a friday night she's hot as fuck yeah Maybe she doesn't you want know, to anymore. She she's you like know? so hot that she doesn't have to like learn to fire dance or everything. That is what I think is like the funnest thing about going to strip clubs is like being like this girl had to learn to fire dance at some point and this girl like fucking done that's it. Or the girls who can work the pole like do scary tricks while they're clearly trashed out of their minds. Like that's also something I think is like very special. But yeah, so Connie Nielsen, hey, okay, these, these people are also stupid because the photo that they want of her, first of all, the photo itself is hilarious. They like want back. It's like, she looks like she's, basically rolling her eyes and yawning while yeah. getting fucked doggy <laughs> yeah audition. like it couldn't be more that's when you can tell that harold ramus is like a comedic director right and not like whatever this thinks that it wants to be like the postman always like rings twice ish they they have so much time talking about this photo and it's like yo do you know where photos come from negatives why is no one trying to find the fucking negative you fucking right. idiot right what, are you right. gonna do this every day also once yeah. she gets it it's just kind of like done yeah thanks yeah. it's just done like yeah this i mean this is a no more is low stakes movie like everything about it feels super low stakes which is like once again it's another movie that has like a weird combination of a coen brothers movie and a post tarantino mm -hmm. crime comedy vibe but more of like a genuine noir throwback i think sure too. yeah it has a lot of like classic just noir tropes so you kind of know the whole time where it's going how did they get the yeah. money did we ever get like any kind of clear it like, looks how like he did... literally goes to a bank to get it i know he's like okay thanks for my money like I was really confused by that. That part of the movie, I going off of what you were saying, Max, like could have been a part of like a better movie. Like I think it's an interesting idea to have a movie that like skips a heist is only about the hours afterwards. Like that right. on its own, yeah. like sounds fun. What I, mean, I watched was yeah. Billy Bob Thornton have a martini, complain about his fat wife. This this movie like is so honest about how much like it just believes that all women should be hot, and that if you're not, you're kind of like not 
doing your job and that the hotter that you are as a woman, the more you're able to just fuck men over because we're supposed to believe that John Cusack's ex-wife oh, cheated yeah. and left him for Oliver, Oliver Platt's Platt. character. Uh-huh. Sure. And he was not even nice. No. And He's they're like just like boys. D- He's just like, yeah, it's cool. Like, we can be homies now. It's okay that you fucked my wife. Yeah. And she's like extremely hot. I don't understand it. And then yeah. he like sees his children for like two seconds and then he's like okay well i'm never gonna see you again basically yeah, so like, what like is that about it's so weird and underdeveloped uh, how long did it take you guys to figure out that those were his kids a minute or me two. too uh, i yeah. was like are at these first i was like what kids? are they and then what john cusack does have a line that i think like in a better movie that kind of is okay with the audience thinking that john cusack's character is a fuckhead he has a line about his kids that just like was stunning he just says that like he thinks that he deserves a clean break like not from the wife but from like the family and i was like this movie is fucking weird it's a really dark movie that i just don't think harold ramus is equipped enough to handle how yeah it doesn't earn it no so it's just kind of like balancing a few different tones but it's just kind of it's it's also only 90 minutes and it just takes its time it takes forever it's just limping to the finish yeah it's just so leisurely and like i think that it kind of has moments in the last 20 minutes like that you know or like solid they're fine they're like they're more predictable like kind of noir trope scenes but i i liked parts of that i really wish that i honestly thought it was going to end with the camper backing up and actually killing john q right which i think would have been a me much too better like i think he should have just died so are like, we supposed to think yeah 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 are we supposed to think that he's the person that put that sharpie graffiti in the bathroom or yeah, is he copying know. it i don't now? know it's the same exact writing though and i'm also like, yeah that's what i is think is that too. supposed to be like some witty thought provoking yeah, thing because i'm like it, this just doesn't mean anything like if it was some kind of like riddle more of a riddle feeling kind of phrase i might buy into it a little bit more but i was i wish he like, wrote like the coexist shit <laughs> <laughs> that's all he was writing <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) I don't believe John Cusack is a dumb person. Like I, I believe him as a slacker and some and someone who looks out for himself first. Like he does seem selfish. He seems like he is sort of like an underdog, but kind of an underdog that's an underdog because he's lazy. I think like a lot of his best parts are like high fidelity, obviously like gross point blank. Like he has a a lot of parts where he's sort of like an anti-hero type. But I have a hard time believing him as dumb yeah. and he's kind of dumb here the only time that he at all seems not dumb is when he's around someone dumber like oliver platt but clearly billy bob thornton's character is like gonna fuck him over like you know that the second that the oh, movie yeah. starts absolutely the other thing too that i don't really understand is he's like i'm gonna give up my career as a lawyer to steal from one of my clients and skip town. His client that is a mob boss. And it's only like, it's like three mil. So split in half, it's like so a million. It's like, and he eh, wants to split risky. some of it with this woman too, so that he can run off with her. How much money? I mean, like lawyers, he's going to be making, he's like a kind of like a shady, crooked lawyer. I'm sure he makes pretty good money. So yeah. like yeah. stealing two mil, like I could understand if it was like a hundred million dollars or totally. something like that. But like two mil, like, it's I don't not, know. And like lot. leaving your whole family, like leaving your your kids and skipping town with like some woman you barely know for two mil yeah i think that leaving his family is like on the plus category for him yeah and i think that like that's not explored 
but yeah. it should be Billy Bob Thornton. Like the like the insidious part that kind of like runs under the current of this movie. It is, is it seems like they both are middle aged men going through like a, like a midlife crisis, and they want to ditch the decisions that they made as younger men. Like he wants to ditch being a dad, and he wants to, and then Billy Bob wants to ditch this wife. That is just like the butt of a joke, and we never even see her alive. You just see her body. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's revealed that he killed her. Once again, shows you how good the Coen brothers are at what they do. And, yeah, and- it's like. It's like mean with no fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no yeah. fire in it at all. It's just kind of a drunken stumble to the finish, you know? Yeah. But if it does feel like me... you're stuck with a couple of drunk middle-aged dudes at a bar that yes. are, won't shut the fuck up, but like right. they're just kind of slowly like telling you about their shitty lives. Connie Nielsen seems to be making the most out of her part. Like she's doing a great Lauren Bacall impression and like kind she really of, is. you know, owning. She looks uh, great. Wait, I think it's him. No, it's Oliver Platt. He just says, I can't do my life, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most relatable part of the whole movie. Yeah, it's a drunk drunk. I can't do my life, man. And I was like, okay, tight. (laughs) Getting kicked in the dick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says that someone kicks him in the dick so hard that his balls go back into his body. And then John Cusack has to Heimlich his balls out of his friend's body. That's a part of this movie not how that works he would have to go to the hospital sounds like he's in serious pain right I feel like this <laughs> moment where they're like all right it's time for a gag yeah yeah it's not it even that like funny that. like no, yeah that's like where harold ramus is like oh i know this one all right <laughs> yeah add some shtick in here yeah, yeah. if, my, if i thought my balls went into cock. my body i would be like you have to take me to a hospital all 911 yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's it, the movie believes that like oh this is just what you do when this happens and it's right. like, what is that? <laughs> who wrote the script? This movie is written by Academy Award winner Robert Benton, who wrote Kramer vs. Kramer. What? What? Are you kidding me? Felt wow. Gladys, it's me, Charlie Harkless. Gladys, where is fit? So sweet. But she's already dead. Jesus Christ, you scared the fuck out of me. What's this have again? 45? 47%. 47. Yeah, this seems like the kind of movie that I feel like as a critic, I would just be like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to like destroy this movie. I'm just going to be like, eh, it's like a literally a shrug of a movie. Yeah. You can't really go that hard on it. It's just like, I mean, there's not much to even say, which is almost worse sometimes. Like, yeah, you're like, it's a movie. Yeah, it it's literally the definition of like, yeah. well, that it's exists. It's a movie. <laughs> well, my eyes watched it. <laughs> it's in the uh, $4.99 Ben at Best Buy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like the epitome of a movie. You have to dig through a bin at a like at a place to find. Yeah, you find it at a no, gas yeah. station or something. Yeah. So the reviews. First review is from Neva Chonin of the San Francisco Chronicle. Just said, "What a waste." Sure. Yep. Lawrence Topman of the Charlotte Observer said, "Goes awry within moments and never gets on track." The scripters and director Harold Ramis have no idea whether to aim for cynical humor, film noir romance, or post-crime tension, so they miss all three targets completely. Yeah. Manola Dargis of the New York Times said, There is very little fun in the ice harvest, which wouldn't pose a problem if the film had some fleshed out ideas to go along with the booze, the booty, and the recycled plot points. Ooh. I love Manola Dargis saying the booty. Adam Smith of Empire said, A decent enough little B-movie, which delivers some pleasingly weird violence and endless plot reversals, but there's still a mild sense of pointlessness to the whole thing and the feeling mm. that in different hands, it could have been much better. 
Yeah. Marjorie Baumgarten of Austin Chronicle said an additional change in the film's adaptation from Scott Phillips's novel substitutes the author's original ending for a redemptive conclusion that seems indicative of the ice harvest's unwillingness to really plumb the real depths of the darkness it has set in motion. Yeah. I guess. Wonder what the original ending was. I mean, maybe he does get run over by the RV. That would be yeah. sick. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> I know. I thought that was where it was going. I was like, this is great. And then two positive reviews because it, it mm. did get some pretty good reviews. From yeah, some it's, it's kind of middling. Yeah. yeah. Roger Ebert liked it. He said, I like the movie for the quirky way it pursues humor through the drifts of greed, lust, booze, betrayal, and spectacularly complicated ways to die. I liked it for Charlie's essential kindness as when he pauses during a getaway to help a friend who has run out of gas. I so mean, the very ending. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how nice he is, but... <laughs> And Scott Foundus of LA Weekly said its jazzy rhythm and economy of form place it close to a 1950s film noir no. shot through with humor <laughs> so dark you need a flashlight to see it. No. No. no sorry. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like no behind the scenes on this movie because I think that it was all real booze they were using. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure if you asked John Cusack how he felt about this movie, he would say I was what? In what? <laughs> I don't remember. You're talking about Pushing <laughs> Tin, right? <laughs> no. uh, I don't recall. No. He blacked this one out. Like, I played the fifth. Yeah. This movie was produced for $16 million, low budget. Okay. Uh, but it Believable. only made $10 million worldwide Oof. after opening yeah. Thanksgiving weekend 2005. Harold Ramis offered a role to Bill Murray, but Murray didn't return his calls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm he assuming, read the dog the shit Randy script Quaid and was like, no. Yeah. I'm assuming he wanted him to play the Randy Quaid part, which probably would have bumped this movie up about 10 points. Oh, yeah. But I love that No, thanks. I'm not even going to call my buddy back. That's how you know your, your movie's bad is when... Your best friend, your bestie's like... Even answer your calls about it. The last bit of information was, yeah, the Connie Nielsen part of Renata was originally given to Monica Bellucci. Oh, that's really? weird. I thought you were going to say Diane Lane. To me, it seems like a Diane Lane role. Yeah, it totally does. I so I, I purposely that... didn't look at trivia because I was like, I want to be right about this Diane Lane shit. But yeah, she dropped out because <laughs> she was pregnant. So they got Connie Nielsen. It is a very, she does have a Diane Lane vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Big time. Big time. Yeah, that's an odd choice. Do you think that they would have kept her like being, you know, Italian in it? Or would they make her do like a really bad American accent? You know? Oh, like, no, I, she I'm would. She would be foreign. You're I just think they should have kept her pregnant. Yeah, yeah like, why not? It would have suited the whole town. The, yeah. The, oh, she had to give up stripping and be the manager because she got pregnant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think it's interesting that they talked a lot about how everyone's like really Christian there, which I'm like, is Kansas like known for that? Because that didn't. I bet. S- I don't know a lot about Kansas. Me either. I, don't but... know, I just thought it was interesting because they yeah. like, like, like with the, he was talking about the fish necklace and stuff. They really oh, like, yeah. tried to like hit that home with the bartender. And is it yeah. Titty Bars going to be outlawed soon or something? Yes. Yeah, I wish they would have spent more time with that subplot because I was like, oh, that's sad. These places are sad then. It's kind of the whole movie. Every scene, oh, that's sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how sad that is, but that's sad. (laughs) It's not really being treated like it's sad, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, at a certain point, I was like, honestly, I really, I would take a Todd Phillips version of this movie over the Harold. Oh, yeah, no, I know. At a certain point, I was like, fuck it. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was the MVP of the Ice Harvest. 
John Cusack. Yeah, I know that you're going to go Connie Nielsen to like be be a nice boy. And I do think she's good here. <laughs> They're just, again, again like with her and like Connie Billy Nielsen. Bob, there, <laughs> there are just too many scenes where their character is sitting down on a cell phone that like, it's just like too No, Billy Bob had like the chillest shoot. And then when he had to get in the, the ice water, he was like, fuck, really? He probably made sure that it was like hot tub. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Sure this shit is heated the fuck up. <laughs> so I'm going to go mr cusack too there's this film has no heart really but he like brings what little heart there is and i love him in a long coat i do i do think that he is on autopilot though and i do think for better or worse connie nielsen is giving a performance like she's doing like a good noir performance so i feel like she thinks she's in a better movie and god bless her for it Um, and yeah i mean look please just let me lick your pussy (laughs) 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 it's christmas Connie, i know you're listening uh just a little like (laughs) i promise i won't fall asleep this time I won't call you Diane Lane. <laughs> oh, man. God, I, I guess I have a type. I realized watching a bunch of Diane Lane movies this year. You I was, do. You Diane do. Lane is so fucking hot. Man. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. What's our final rating on the Ice Harvest? Bad and boring. Yeah. It's the worst, yeah. worst offender. Watch yeah, Pushing Pin. <laughs> <laughs> this was Harold Ramis' biggest regret on his deathbed. He's like, fuck. Why did I make the ice, ice harvest? <laughs> his last words. That's his rosebud. <laughs> As he drops the the two ninety nine dollar bin coffee on the floor. <laughs> I failed Connie Nielsen. I failed. She's so hot. Oh, she's in the Devil's Advocate. What does that have? Ooh. The Devil's Advocate. Oh, it's, oh, it's fresh. Fresh. Yeah. It's fresh. What? Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck, fuck! Damn it! God, that pisses me off because that's weird a, that that's, that's a fresh. Key. Yeah, I know it it's surprises so, me. I mean, I guess like that's maybe just like the Pacino effect in that era. Charlize is in it too. I know, and I know. Nielsen. She has awful hair in it. Awful hair. Oh really? Really Let's bad see. hair. Oh wow, this oh, hair is she's, bad. She's anyway, anyway, whatever. She's this doing is whatever. awful. No, yeah, but but I think at some point her hair <laughs> turns to snake, so it has to kind of be bad. <laughs> oh, it's, it's okay, a fuck. Okay. Have you seen Devil's Advocate? It's been a long it's time. I haven't seen good. it since I was younger. It's been a long time. It's awesome. It's, oh. it's like before Astronaut's Wife. I Before Cider House Rules. It's before. Astronaut's Wife. It was bad. Bad. Johnny Depp did some weird bad movies in the 90s like that mm-hmm. in Nick of Time. Oh, yeah. Ninth Rocky. Gate is just a weird movie. I don't know if it's a bad I've never movie. seen it's it, a, but I do want to see it. It's weird. It looks weird. I, it's I, It's a lot of titties. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sweaty titties. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. But if you... <laughs> Oh, the astronaut's wife you, has fifteen percent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrible. I watched Absolutely it like horrible. with in the last couple. Of, it's 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 horrible. awful. We should do it. We'll do that with uh, the time traveler's wife, the Arabiana. Yeah, there that'd be go. fucking that'd be, great. That'd be fucking great. Just wives. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> a wife. <laughs> happy wife. Happy wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, my husband's on the moon again. <laughs> I'm just cooking. <laughs> Wait, so I need to be home. That, I now want to do that episode way too badly. <laughs> you sold it. Okay. So yeah. if you, the listener, our devoted fan base, want to get chilly with these two holiday heist films, you can watch Reindeer Games for free if you still have a John Ham Weddy and hung onto your AMC account or on any other we- uh, rental. I was going to say Weddy again. On your any rental. other <laughs> on your rental platform. platform. Make sure you 
watch the director's cut though. Or not. It doesn't matter. Um, and the ice harvest. <laughs> More <is> jello. <laughs> Dude, the ice harvest is free, like it should be on Peacock. <laughs> just waiting for you to get trashed. Or they just, way. they hand it out at 7 Eleven now. They're just like, do you want Truly. it? It just <laughs> comes out in the red box when you order anything. <laughs> when else. you go to get a pack of cigarettes <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, you want a copy of the ice harvest? It, it comes then? free with your Marlboro Reds. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing more depressing than your life is this fucking movie <laughs> on the house. <laughs> the only thing that was left on the shelves at Circuit City when it went out of business. They were like, nobody bought the ice harvest. <laughs> we're giving it away. <laughs> and if you want to keep sliding down this month-long chimney, <laughs> not in Charlie's Darren's Pussy, but this month-long chimney of our Rotten Holiday films, and watch along with us, because you should. Next week, we're going to be covering two mega Caucasian Christmas classics. <laughs> Some beautiful white people problems. We're going to be screening The Holiday, which is on something called Fubo. (laughs) Not Fubu. Fubo. (laughs) It's not Tubi. It's not Pluto. It's Fubo. Still don't know what Tubi is. Or you Maybe can Maybe I never will. You'll never yeah. know. You'll never know. And we're going to be talking about The Family Stone, which you can watch on HBO Max. Classic. We'll be joined by writer Casey Felton-Louis to discuss these family classics. <laughs> <laughs> to you, the audience, once again, keep track of us on Instagram. Follow every movie that we make at Rotten Rewind. Follow us on Spotify and on Overcast. And please thumbs up us and review us on iTunes. That's tell your right. friends. Tell yeah. your friends. This podcast eats pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our merch. It's just going to be Ron Rewind says this podcast will be <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. really good. We don't stop till you're satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for good. listening. Kelsey, thank you for coming back. We're so excited to have you. Please come back again soon. I'm See you soon. Please. Not doing anything. And this is truly a treat. This is truly a treat. So. <laughs> I need to get your number out. so I can just start yeah. texting you photos of celebrities and like you can just thumbs up or thumbs down and that's it i never want to say yeah up down up that's it this is the new hot or not app it's just yeah yeah oh shit we're coming for you zuckerberg mark zuckerberg does not does not does no no he fucks his his wife through a sheet (laughs) (laughs) um yeah thank you so much for listening we'll see we'll see you next week for more rotten rewind yeah merry christmas crossing fingers not yet (laughs)